from the Carter Subaru Studios. This is Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. Second hour of the show. I'm Jake Score. I'm your host. We got Lisa Brooks here. Lisa, welcome. Thank you so much. Happy to have you. Matt Butler, you are also welcome to be here. I'm glad to be here. And we thank you to be here. Uh, okay, so I want to get into the news roundup. The news roundup is this fun thing that we do every day. And if you're new to the show, welcome. We're glad to have you. We do this thing where we look back on all the other shows, we find out what they were talking about, and then we get to go back, look at their clips, and then we get to talk about it. It's a lot of fun. But before we do that, every single day, we like to play this trivia clip. Earlier in the show, we start the show with it every day, and then in the start of this hour, we tell you what the answer to that clip is. But before I do that, I'm going to play it for Lisa. Okay. Who you haven't, you haven't heard this yet, Not right? Yet. Okay. I'm going to play this for you. Good luck guessing. Let's see if you get it. Most of our listeners got it. I think like probably... 75% got it. So, good luck. Here it is. This is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Sounds like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites. All of you. You got a problem with what I'm saying, Larry? Untie your tongue and you come out here and talk, huh? Am I upsetting you, princess? You know, you want a prediction about the weather. You're asking the wrong film. I'll give you a, a winter prediction. It's going to be cold, it's going to be gray, and it's going to last you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I love that. Such a classic. Lisa, do you care to venture a guess? I think you're going to get this one. Yeah, that is Pittsburgh weatherman Bill Murray up in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, covering Groundhog Day. Technically, you're not correct. That is Pittsburgh weatherman Phil Connors. That's true. Played by Bill Murray. That's true. In Groundhog Day. But yes, you were absolutely knew what you were talking about. Tomorrow, I should have actually played this tomorrow for our trivia. Yeah. Tomorrow is Groundhog Day. I know. So people are going to be waiting to see. Is it six more? Was it six weeks? Six, six more weeks, weeks of winter? winter? Yeah. If he sees his shadow, if he comes out and whatever they do with the groundhog. Uh, Matt, you got that one immediately, of I'm course. sure. Yep. Uh, good job, everyone. All right. So let's move on to the news roundup. Uh, let's dive into Seattle's Morning News. A pilot program aims to crack down on speeders. G. Scott was in with Seattle's Morning News to discuss. Is this responsible or is this yet another example of how the state is watching our every move? Absolutely responsible. Before I get into this, let yes. me get, let's go around the horn real quick. Yeah. Do we have a speeding problem in this state? <laughs> yes. Yes. Do we have a fatality problem on the roads in this state? Yes, we do. Yes. Uh, in 2023, there were 697 car crash deaths statewide, mm. the most out of any year in the last decade. My next question to you all is, do we need to get better with this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if the answer is yes to all those things, what other way can we really go about this uh, right away to get some action. And so if there's somebody saying, well, we need state patrol to pull p more people over. Is that really what you want? No, you don't. You want state patrol to be able to do other things. I mean, they're still going to do their job with that, but they also want to do other things as well. So this, you put the cameras out there. Let's find out what's going on. Whereas, as my man Sully would say, where's the hot spots where all the speeding is going on and all that kind of stuff. Once you figure that out, let's get a little unpredictable so where you don't know where the cameras are going to be. Now, my next question to everyone is, I like asking questions because we're family. Are there any places that you know of right now in your mind 
that you know not to speed or you mm-hmm. know not to yes. run that light because you say, oh, camera there. Yeah, there's, there's a camera there, right? Yep. Emerald, Emerald Queen Casino, right there behind mm-hmm. there on River Road. Folks, mm-hmm. y'all bro- brothers and sisters, y'all know dang on well not to speed down School there. School zones. School zones. When the little light's flashing. Mm-hmm. How much better mm-hmm. was there a decrease in fatalities around school when they implemented that? I yes. Guess, I guess all I know is I, I, I religiously follow that speed limit because I got a ticket once. Yeah. Going like two miles an hour over. So, so I guess. I wouldn't argue against it being at schools and at certain notorious yeah. intersections. Why not certain stretches right. of the highway? Yeah. What do you think about this, Lisa? Do you like uh, speed cameras? Not on the freeway. Yeah. I think a lot of people, I think it's distracted driving that is causing most of these crashes. It's not excessive speed. I think maybe excessive speed and distracted driving, but I don't think it's. You know just what I'm speed. seeing more? I, I agree with you. I'm seeing this more and more. I see some cars swerving around, and I used to, 10 years ago, when I would be driving around, i go, oh, that person's had a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. and now, every single time, I go, that person's on their phone, yep. they're texting, every yep. single time, and I pull up next to them, I never like to follow somebody like that, because yep. they're dangerous, and they slam it on brakes at different times, but I pull up next to them every single time, and they're staring at their phone, mm-hmm. swerving in and out of the lanes. How boring can driving be? That you have to be on your phone. That's what I don't understand. Well, it's just very dangerous. Texting and driving is so dangerous. People shouldn't be doing it. Matt, what do you think? Should they have these speed cameras, speed zone cameras above freeways? I'm going to agree with G on this one. I remember years ago, and I'm not going to remember the year or the study, but I read a study out of Great Britain that said for every 10 miles faster that you speed, the exponential rate and the increase in fatalities. If you're making the choice to speed, I want you caught. Put them up. But this doesn't actually catch you to from speeding. It gives you a ticket. Well, so you're going to be able to speed good. for that moment, and you're going to be able to speed. But I guess later on you'll, you'll probably well, not speed. I also speed like what they do, and I think Norway or somewhere, where the more speeding tickets you get, the fine becomes progressive. So well, what, each one costs you more the more times you do this. Yeah, there are certain Scandinavian countries that actually fine people based on their wealth. So we did a story a couple months ago about a guy who has the record for the highest tickets ever in these whatever country this was in, where he got a ticket once for speeding. He was going like 20 miles an hour over, and he got a ticket for like $72,000. He whiz. Because he's very, very rich. And so they want you to feel it just as much as somebody who may not have as much money. If they got a speeding ticket, uh, it would be in proportion to however much money you make. Because for that guy, like if it was a $25 equivalent, he'd just be like, nah, I'll just speed. The problem is, though, that he holds the record for like the three highest tickets ever given in that area because he doesn't care. Yeah, 72000 to him is still like, I don't care. So what about the speeding rules in Germany where they have the Autobahn? Have you ever driven the Autobahn? No, Maybe. but I would love it's to. It's great. Yeah. I loved I, it. I don't have a problem with people who want to get somewhere and they want to get there fast as long as they're doing it safely. Like yeah. if they had the Autobahn here locally, that would be great. The problem was I actually listened to a, a podcast about this once. And the reason they could never do an Autobahn here in the United States is because our roads are too efficient. And in Germany, they have the Autobahn. People can drive really, really fast. They don't have long stretches of straight highway like we do. We Not just cut long. straight across. Yeah. So you can get on up here, up in Seattle. You could drive straight, pretty much straight down to California. And it's these long stretches, hundreds of miles, where you don't even have to like turn your wheel. I mean, you can change lanes and things like that. But in Germany, you have corners and you have these things that makes driving very fun. Mm-hmm. So, and you also can't go super fast when you have a lot of turns. And 110 like. isn't fast? Well, no, it's, well, it depends on the car you're in, really. A Ford Fiesta? That's fast in a Fiesta. <laughs> great. For sure. Yeah, that's fast in a Fiesta. But if you're in like a newer 
high end car, yeah. 110 goes pretty quick. I mean, yeah. you're uh, do you're going 110, you're not even feeling it. But yeah, I don't like speed cameras. I don't like them. Uh, I don't like the state just taking your money. If well, it makes you can it safer, choose not to speed. Well, or, if it makes it safer in school zones, oh, I understand zones with, very pe- with pedestrians, very totally different. different. But there's not people. There's supposed to not be people. There are now sometimes because people live on the side of highways. But there should not be people walking across highways. Agree. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. G and Ursula. What top dog breed wise is in Washington? The answer may surprise you. Our state has a new top dog. And it's not just our state, it's the entire country. Uh-huh. According to U.S. News and World Report. The- Wait a minute, before they tell us, because I don't know what this is. Matt, you've already heard this clip, yeah, so you can't yeah, guess. Can't Me guess. and Lisa are going to guess. What is the top dog breed in the country? I've actually read this story. You've read it? Yeah. Can I take a guess? Yeah. Is it a doodle? Nope. It's not a doodle. Is it a uh, bulldog? Nope. Pitbull? Nope. Shetland pony? Nope. Uh, is it a, oh man, what is it? What is it? What is it? Sh- uh, Schnauzer? All right, I'm just going to let them. My guessing is getting boring. Let's just go to it. Same folks who used to put out those college rankings. I don't know if they still do. Uh, But the Chihuahua. What? (laughs) My grandma had a Chihuahua. It had a a bathroom issue, like in a, what is it? Is it incontinence where it just goes and it just, and so she spent so much money on this dog. So much money she would spend on this dog. And we're like, grandma, just, you know, donate it somewhere. Get rid of this dog. Because it was and just a real headache. It was a real headache, that sweet little thing. Is now the top breed. But she loved it. She kept it for 12 years. She never got rid of it. In all, ac- all across the United States, I mean, I think more than, th- let's see, more than 20 other states have the same top dog, including Washington. Now, based on what I see at dog parks and what I see in our neighborhood, I would have said the lab. Yeah, and golden retrievers. But nah, that's just that's that's in those that's in those uh, nice neighborhoods. Yeah, the Ursula people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, Ursula for real. The, the, when you when you see a family, me personally, this is what I see. When I see the family that has either a golden retriever, oh stop, or you know what I'm saying, and then has a has a Subaru. In a Subaru? Yeah. You know what that means? What? They got a lot of money in the bank. <laughs> they got a lot of stock. <laughs> they own a lot of shares of stock. You know You're what I mean? so funny. Life no. is good. 401k okay. is fat. <laughs> to be fair, Ursula, okay. people don't bring chihuahuas to dog parks because they would get eaten. That's true. They also don't require a walk through a neighborhood because you could walk a chihuahua 100 feet and it you would be the equivalent of taking a golden retriever on a three-mile hike. I don't That's think true. Any, I, That's true. I don't think... Any listeners of the G and Ursa show have a chihuahua? Oh, not true. Okay, so in addition to the chihuahua, now, mind you, remember around Halloween, we were talking about this poll that said our top candy was the Tootsie Pop? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it? She just called it Tootsie Pop? Yeah. Well, it's spelled Tootsie. <laughs> it's Tootsie Pop, though, right? Yep. Isn't that what we call it? Tootsie Pop? All right, Tootsie Pop. It's the same kind of poll. That's not really legit. Anyway, so this this U.S. News and World Report poll says uh, the Golden Retriever, German Shepherd, French Bulldog, and Golden Doodle are the top uh, other ones. Golden Doodle. That's what I thought it was. There's a lot of doodles out there. Everybody's yeah. got a doodle. They're adorable. All right, Jack and Spike. Jack's irritated with the scheduling of repairs outside his place. Let's hear him whine about it. Just looking at these guys break out all their construction equipment and start doing more drilling and more pouring or whatever it was that they were doing uh-huh. in the middle of the night. Now, I'm thinking to myself, I've seen the Italian. He used to say porn? More porn? 
P-O-U-R-I-N apostrophe. Oh, pouring, yeah. pouring. More drilling, more pouring. Oh. I thought I said pouring. Job. So these guys are either stealing jewels. Right? Oh, I, okay. <laughs> right? I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or. Under the guise of city worker. City worker. Yeah. Or these guys are, in, it, like, for whatever reason, somebody thought, hey, there's an apartment complex. Let's fix this thing at, oh, ballpark at 9 p.m., right when everybody's going to be nice and awake. And then we'll go until 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. They this, go that late? Well, I don't understand why. Oh. I have no idea why anybody would okay that. I don't know if it was a private company. I don't know if it was a city company. I don't know what was going on. But for some reason, Edward Norton and most Def and Charlize Theron decided that tonight was the night we're going to be stealing gold bars. Mini Coopers in the, se- Mini, in the sewers. Mini Coopers in the sewers <laughs> under South Lake Union. And I, I just thought, like, to oh. those guys, and no offense to those guys who are working, right. but do they go to the boss man? Do they go to the foreman and say, hey, boss, we're a good stone's throw away from that apartment window. Do you think maybe we should have planned this for, I don't know, maybe like between, uh, uh, what are working hours here for normal people? Eight to five Maybe eight, eight to five-ish, ish. right around you know. the time where there's barely any traffic. I thought the city had rules about when, the, when they were allowed to work on projects they like this. They do, unless there are exceptions. So I don't know what the problem was. He could probably call and figure out what the he issue should. was. You yeah. know, it could have been a, a, a sewage issue. It could have been, been a, a burst pipe providing yes, water. Or a, you a know, vault, like electrical emergency vault. Emergency exception, perhaps. Yeah, there's emergency things for sure. Well, I hope that clears up for him. That's no fun. Uh, John and Sherry, another impromptu in-flight performance. Is this trend fun or do you guys find it annoying? All right, so we're judging. Do we like this or do we find it annoying? Some it's music to others. It's just super annoying. I know Sherry how she probably feels about this. So this is a Irish folk star pulls out his violin to entertain people on the Ryanair flight from the Canary Islands. Um, and then somebody does a river dance. Well, we can't really appreciate the river dance, but oh, an Irish folk singer pulling out a violin. Yeah, They're all really into it. <laughs> yes, I know you river dance. I do. I've seen the performance. Okay, anybody from Tony <laughs> uh, Wow, that goes on for three minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. Whoa. Did yeah, you the see river the video dance where, people, in. where people into it? They're really into it. Uh, I think there's some people in the back that weren't so enthusiastic. But, yeah, they were all kind of clapping and everything. And this one woman was really into it. And she gets uh-huh. up then and does the river dance in oh, the yeah. middle of the aisle. And she's really good. Kicking around, jumping all yeah. over the place. Of course, you're the river dance expert, so I, I, I thought it looked pretty good. But you might not have the same. Did you, you ever, remember in River Dance, coming to America for a limited time only? Oh yeah. It's River Dance. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna pause it there for real quick. Isn't that guy's name uh, Michael Flatley? The Lord of the Lord of the Pants. The Lord of the, yeah. The pants? No, the dance. Oh, the dance. He wore tight pants. <laughs> he did wear very tight. They're very talented. Though. Oh, Those yeah. Those river dance people, it's amazing. They dance so quickly, yeah. all in you, like perfect unison. Mm-hmm. I was so impressed by that. When that like took America by mm-hmm. storm, I remember thinking, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I would love to. I, w- I mean, I probably wouldn't be good at it, but I would try it. I think. It'd just gotta hold those fists straight yeah, down. Just do, 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 do. Yeah. You don't move your head. It's very. It's yeah. there's something about it that like it kind of. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It kind of like it doesn't entice you. It. Uh, I can't think of the word, guys. I'm sorry. This is not my night. I didn't go. Hypnotizes. That's it. Ooh, it hypnotizes okay. you. Yeah, it hypnotizes you for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went.
It's one of these things. It happens every once in a while. Somebody sings. There was a woman who was singing gospel, and the flight attendant told her to come over and told her to stop. But again, it's one of the, you know, you're forced to, to have to. It's like going to your kid's Christmas concert or, you know, the spring concert. And you're like, oh, so you got to sit through the first graders and the second graders and the fourth. <laughs> you're like, oh, I just want to get to the sixth graders. Boy, he could not be more wrong. I totally disagree with him. Yeah. Totally. I agree with him about the lady singing gospel. Anybody who gets up and sings involuntar- involuntarily uh, or spontaneous, I should say, and then I am an involuntary audience member. Like, if I'm paying to go see somebody sing, that's one thing. If I'm sitting in an airplane, like, what's to stop me from getting up and just like, hey, guys, I'm going to put on a radio show for an hour. That's not fun <laughs> for them. They don't want me to do that. And it's uncomfortable. It makes people uncomfortable. However, in the Irish dancing thing. That was really good. If I'm in Ireland. It was a Ryanair flight. I'm on a Ryanair flight. I'm probably island hopping. I'm going from Ireland to somewhere else in the UK. And I see these guys get up and start doing this dance. I'm like, oh, like you're only trying to have tourist moments. And I bet you there was a ton of tourists on that plane. And they probably loved it. It's not like a probably commuter flight with just a bunch of Irish people. I bet you there's a ton of tourists. And you know what? That narrow aisle, perfect. Yep. Or Irish step dancing. Yeah, I mean, yes, like exactly. they're in a line yeah. like that. But John's very wrong to compare this to going to your first graders, second graders, recital. Parents love that stuff. Parents but what he's can't talking get enough about is you're there for your kid and you're sitting there through all of the other grades. No, because you, you signed up. Point. You know how that works. You know how that works. You're signing up for it. You're ready to, you're there to support all the yeah, kids. Yeah, get over yourself. Get over it, John. Come on, have a heart, you cold, heartless farmer. All right, we got a lot more coming up on the show. Next, you guys like Curb Your Enthusiasm? I got some bad news for you. It's going to end, although he's been saying it's going to end for a long time. Larry David talks about that, and he has a really hilarious story about where that infamous theme song comes from. You know the one I'm talking about. I'm going to tell that right when we come back. Hang out. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorehide. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. All right, I saw this thing with Larry David. He was on the Today Show, and I thought this was really entertaining just because I think Larry David is hilarious. Of course, Larry David is the creator and the star of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is just one of the best comedies of all time. So Larry stars in that show, and he basically plays like a uh, caricature of himself. Although as he gets older, I think it's probably closer and closer to the real thing. And Larry David, of course, super famous. He also created Seinfeld. Very, very successful guy. And Curb Your Enthusiasm, which just follows Larry David playing himself again around doing his normal life. He just plays a guy who doesn't like people and who's stuck in a world Full of people. That's the whole premise of the show. Very, very funny. So he was on today's show. He was talking about how, yes, this is the final season. He has said this before, and then he goes away for a couple of years, and then HBO brings him back, and then they end up doing another season and another season. But it's whenever he wants to make it. At you know, So some seasons will be back-to-back. Other seasons will be four years apart, three years apart. It's a very strange way to make TV. But it's Larry David. It's Kirby Enthusiasm. So people are happy just to get it. Uh, So he was on Today's Show. He has now claimed this is indeed his final season. Larry, it's your final season, Brad. Final season, We're kind of bumming. Yeah. That it's the end. Yeah. Bumming. Yeah. Are you bumming? No. Well, why is it the end? Yeah, why did you decide that? No one's saying end it. I think, you know, I'm almost ready for a nursing home. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) 
I think it's a, it's a little old for a grown man to be acting like that. You know? <laughs> Nobody believes me. I don't understand it. But people don't believe me. This this is it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, I'm 76. I'm almost ready for a nursing home. I didn't realize he was 76, but would you, I guess when you look at him, you go, yeah, I guess he could be pretty old. But he feels very spry to me. His mind is still... Well, if I'm being honest, like his mind has always been kind of crazy, which is why he's so funny. I don't even know if no, if anybody would notice if he was losing his mind because he's very, very funny already. All right. So Larry David, he was also asked about the finale. Is he nervous about the finale of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Obviously, the finale of Seinfeld got a lot of criticism. Another thing that you love to talk about, finales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you stressed out about doing this finale mm-hmm. and giving Curb a proper send off? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit, if I may be honest. Say more about that. Which I don't like being, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, there was some... uh some to-do about the, the Seinfeld finale. Yeah, there was a to-do, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we'll see what happens, yeah. <laughs> okay, but can you give us a little hint? Like, no, I can't. Why? No, I can't. Because you don't want to? Yeah, yeah I don't want to. I, lo- I love how he just says, nah, I don't feel like doing it. Which is how Larry David lives his life. The guy's probably worth $250 million. I mean, I don't know what they sold Seinfeld for in syndication deals, but it's a lot of money. And so <laughs> he's worth... And he's making a lot of money on Curb as well. So I think the guy's very, very set. And that just, you know, they say when somebody has a lot of money, they say they have that certain type of money. You know what I mean? It's kind of crass to say it, so I'm not going to say it. But it's a letter, and then it's a U. It's a letter, and then a U, money. That's what they call it. I think Larry definitely has that letter, U, money. All right. um, One wonderful thing about Larry David is he can just kind of, talk about anything. And he seems to have a funny take on everything. So he was asked some random things. He was asked about something called a chat and uh, cut, a cut and chat. Let's hear about it. Here's one. Okay. Is yeah. it is it ever okay mm-hmm. to chat and cut? Now, chat and cut is when you see your friend, you know, describe yes. it. Describe what chat and cut is. A chat and cut is there's a line, yeah. okay? And maybe you sort of know somebody a little bit. You've met them once. And then you go and pretend like you know them very well. And then you don't leave that position in the line. Oh, they're oh. ahead in the line. Because they're ahead in the line. Oh. So you've walked, oh, hey. Hey. And, and now all of a sudden, you're, you've cemented your place in the line. Are you pro <laughs> chat and cut? That's a chat and cut. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever done it? I've done it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've done it. He was also asked what his thoughts were on Travis. Uh, uh, Travis and Taylor, of course, everybody's favorite couple, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Larry David gives the response that we all are happy to give. What do you think about <laughs> Travis and Taylor? You, you've really got a nerve. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you've really, got, you've really got a nerve. You bring it out or not? By the way, I, we I, weren't going to. I used, I used the S word once before. <laughs> On this show some years ago, I'm prepared to use it again in answer to that question. (laughs) And I think, you know, it's I don't give. Okay. Okay. Right. A schnoodle. A schnoodle. A schnoodle. Okay. Funny answer. In fact, somebody gave that same answer yesterday. Who was that? And what show was that on? Lisa, do you think it's real or are you a I don't care. Yeah. We were talking about the Travis and Taylor relationship. There was some speculation that it is a made-up relationship and it's not real and it's just for ratings. That's what somebody was speculating and then that story kind of 
got very popular. And people were saying, yeah, maybe it is just made up. So we asked Lisa what her feelings on the Travis Taylor relationship were. I care less about this story. Now, Lisa, let me ask you this question. What? Why don't you care? It, uh, whatever. Honestly. Do you hate Do you hate their love? See, I, I actually, my, my best friend and I went away for a few days over, over the Christmas holidays, and, and she was mentioning this, and I was, I'm like, I just... I really don't care. Now, Lisa, I have a problem with that because we're all supposed to care. I don't a care. A lot. We're all supposed to care a lot. If you watch an NFL game, there's a lot of shots at Taylor Swift. So clearly they want us to care. I don't care. Are you sure? Yes. Let me tell you one more thing about the two of them. No. Please? <laughs> no. All right. Well, they're both really rich and they're both moderately good looking. Does that make it any more interesting no. to you? No. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So Lisa doesn't care. Larry David doesn't care. Um, all right. So I want to play you one more thing really fast. This is uh, this is with the Larry David thing. Uh, you remember that Curb Your uh, Enthusiasm theme song I played for you just a second ago? Well, a few years back, I remember hearing the story about how Larry David actually stumbled upon that theme song. Everybody knows it. It's iconic now. As soon as you hear that theme song, you just know you're watching Kirby Enthusiasm or you're thinking of Larry David every single time. So Larry David was giving this interview and he was actually, I think it was at the Paley Center of the Arts and he was talking to the audience and they asked him, the moderator said, hey, where'd you come up with that theme song that everybody just loves? And in a very Larry David-like way, he explains where he found it, which is exactly where Larry David would find it. Listen to this. Pretty funny. The music, which I think is, plays a pretty important role. Where did the, how involved, Larry, are you in that selection? Where did the theme song come from? I was watching television about five years ago, and, and uh, there was a bank commercial. I thought, boy, I love that. Where did they get that from? And the commercial ran for a week, and I never saw it again. And then I, 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 had, I had my assistant research it. I said, this, there's this bank commercial. I, th- I forgot the name of the bank. And then it became this whole, this whole ordeal to get the name of the bank and the music. And finally, she tracked it down. And, and I had the name. And I sat on the name for four years. I, I sat, I, I sat on, on the music and the composer. I just put it away for some time when, when I would need it. And then all of a sudden, when... When we started doing the special, I, I, I got a great piece of music I want to use, and boy, people really like it. Yeah. yeah. Isn't the music it, it, great? You yeah. like it. It just, it just sort of introduces the idea that you're in for something pretty idiotic. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You're in for something pretty idiotic. All right, uh, we have a lot coming up on the show. You're not going to want to miss it, including next... Somebody punched Elmo in the face. Elmo the Puppet from Sesame Street. He was on Today's Show, and somebody very famous, who maybe we just played audio from, punched him in the face. I'm going to play you that next. It's pretty funny, and the reason why he punched him was really funny. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to Cairo Nights. Do you guys remember yesterday I was telling you a little bit about Elmo from Sesame Street? He went on to Twitter, now known as X, and he posted a message just to all of his followers out there. 
And it was kind of just a check-in message. He said, Elmo is just checking in. How is everybody doing? Imagine that in Elmo voice. And, and this is what Elmo sounds like. Oh, boy. So he posted that message. Elmo's just checking in. How's everybody doing? The responses were wide-ranging and very, very funny. I'm going to read you a bunch of those. There's an update on this. It's not just me rehashing something from yesterday. There's actually a funny update on this one, uh, including a very, very famous person who's not the president, who actually also was involved in this story. It's a very, very famous person who's also old and is really hilarious. So we're going to get to him in just a second. But all right, so here's what happened. Elmo posted that thing. Elmo's just checking in. How's everybody doing? It's got hundreds of millions of views now. And not only does it have a hundred million, you know, hundreds of millions of views, multiple hundreds of millions of views, it has all these really quite funny replies. Now, clearly, these are done in jest, and the people are making fun of Elmo's original question. This one says, Every morning, I cannot wait to go back to sleep. Every Monday, I cannot wait for Friday to come. Every single day and every single week for life. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, this one says, not good, Elmo. Not good. Uh, this one is in response to the question as well. And it just says, Elmo, I'm suffering from existential dread over here. Uh, this one says, the world is burning, Elmo. No amount of tickles can fix this. Joe Biden, like I mentioned, President of the United States, he got in on it too. He says, I know how hard it is some days to sweep the clouds away and get to sunnier days. Uh, this is what the president said in his post. Our friend Elmo is right. We have to be there for each other, offer our help to a neighbor in need, and above all else, ask for help when we need it. Even though it's hard, you're never alone. So Joe Biden took that very seriously. Now, I'm under no illusion that that was actually Joe Biden. I'm sure that's one of his well-meaning staffers got in on the action. Uh, Elmo eventually wrapped it up after all of these millions of retweets and uh, responses that started getting very dark. Elmo says, wow, Elmo is glad he asked. Elmo learned that it is important to ask a friend how they are doing. Elmo will check in again soon, friends. Elmo loves you. Heart. Hashtag emotional well-being. So here's where the update on the story comes into place. And I think this is pretty funny. So Elmo, because Elmo's everywhere right now, all over social media, Elmo then gets an invite from the Today Show to come onto the Today Show and I'm I'm guessing just talk about this, but it didn't go as planned. So Elmo is standing there, not standing there. I mean, you know how it works. Spoiler alert, Elmo's a puppet. <laughs> I don't know if people knew that. Elmo is a puppet. So Elmo is behind the couch, uh, sticking up from behind the couch, as a puppet is wont to do. There's another puppet there too who I don't recognize the character, but it's like Elmo and what looks to be like Elmo's uncle or like a big guy, like Elmo's dad. I don't get it. Like It's another red puppet. And then sitting on the couch are three of the Today Show hosts. And they're all talking to this puppet. And what they don't know is that Larry David, who is the creator of Curb Your Enthusiasm, he is just off camera. Larry David is actually there because he's there to talk about the final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And Larry David is the one who puts an end to all of this emotional well-being Elmo question that is all over the internet. It feels kind of appropriate, actually, that Elmo has this weird viral just checking in friends moment. And then the guy to kind of stop it all is Larry David, who goes over and starts attacking Elmo. That's what you're going to hear here. He starts attacking Elmo. 
hitting him in the face. And it's, I don't know what it is. It's just like, it's because Larry David and he can kind of do no wrong. He's a very funny guy. He goes over and kind of starts strangling him. Elmo doesn't appear to like it. The other puppet starts telling Larry David that that's not okay and you need to ask somebody before you, I guess, put your hands around their throat and punch them. I mean, that's pretty good advice. And the whole thing was pretty funny. Here it is. Enjoy. Let's go over to Alfred. Check of the weather. Oh, and not yet, not wait, yet, wait, wait, not wait, 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 wait. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you oh, love Elmo, don't you? Elmo, you okay? Mr. Lloyd, Elmo liked you before. Ask permission, ask permission before you touch people, Larry. Let's get back on the couch and let's talk about how you're feeling. They would have canceled the show, Elmo, for the Oh. All right, Larry, you've gone too far this time. <laughs> yes, Larry. Somebody had to do it. Oh. Is anybody really surprised? He's gonna oh. he's gonna sue y'all for the teaser. I'm gonna sue him for a song. <laughs> That's right, Louie. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's show you what's happening weather-wise. Didn't see that coming. Uh, nobody saw that coming. And nobody has to worry because at the end of the day, Elmo is fake and he's not real and he's a puppet. So you could probably hit him as hard as you want and he's not going to get hurt. In fact, that's kind of a good idea for a stress therapy stuffy, right? Like just get a stuffy or that's what we call uh, stuffed animals around my house, a stuffy. That you can, I mean, they have those. They make pillows that you can hit, like, you know, like a, like an anger pillow. You can punch a pillow, and that's a way to get some of that angry emotion out without doing it in a negative way, by hitting an actual person in the face. And again, almost fake. So uh, I think Larry Davidson, I think he's in the clear here. He's going to be fine. All right, we got a lot more coming up. Next hour is the 9 p.m. hour. We got so much great stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. We're going to be right back here on Kyra Nights.